Nidarm Pekir Aleph Mishnah Base 11.2, and this Mishnah is a direct continuation of the previous Mishnah. In fact, in the Gemara, it's one Mishnah, and more than that, we were talking about Rabbi Yossi, and this is Rabbi Yossi continuing to talk. So Rabbi Yossi, who you recall from the previous Mishnah, said that a nether against eating for a day is just not considered inu nefesh. So you see, Rabbi Yossi distinguishes between a minor and a major um, inu nefesh, tsar gadol, um, major suffering, I'll call it, um, versus a lesser, tsar katan, like a minor, uh, a minor inconvenient, I don't know, suffering. And you see, as our Mishnah now illustrate, that Rebiosi holds that, well, tsar gadol can constitute inu nefesh, which the husband could be made fair. A tsar katan, a minor inconvenience, I'll call it, um, is not the case, even though she is having some inu nefesh, he cannot cancel her nether. And as Riosi will define the term, that you'll see that from our perspective here in the 21st century, uh, the threshold is very, very high, Riosi, to be considered a tsar gadol, a major, major pain, major suffering. Because he says, Ve'elohem nidre inu nefesh. You know what is inu nefesh? Really tsar gadol, the kind of thing that the husband could cancel? Amra konam peros alai. She says, all the produce in the world is forbidden to me. So then, that's the kind of netter that he could cancel, because that's, of course, a big deal to never eat any produce ever again, nothing that grew from the ground. But Peros Medina Alai, if she just said, you know, the fruit from this region, however you define Medina, from the local fruits, um, are forbidden to me, then Yavila Medina Acheres, that's not considered to be such a Tsar Gadol, because she can find a way to get fruit from elsewhere. And she'll eat fruit from time, Peros produce from time to time. Similarly, if she says, Peros chenvani ze'alai, if she says um, the fruit from this particular shopkeeper, and again, remember, in the time of the Mishnah, there probably was just one chenvani in their little village, not like there was ten different markets. But even so, en hafer, he cannot cancel it because, okay, she'll find a way to get produce from time to time from elsewhere. But, vimlo haisa parnasasa el memenu, if the husband has no way to consistently get produce other than from this shopkeeper. Like, for example, let's say this shopkeeper is prepared to, you know, give him a, have, let him build up a tab and then pay it off from time to time, extending him credit because he knows him. But the village, the next village over has another shop, but that shopkeeper doesn't know him and therefore wouldn't uh, extend credit to the husband. So then, fair. then the husband could cancel her vow, but not because of Inu Nefesh. But rather because of Ben Olivena, it's going to cause him a lot of a headache and hassle and bring him to fighting if he has to, you know, if he can't get food easily because he has obligations to do so and there's no one to give credit besides this guy. Now, <clears throat> you see here, Rabiosi, of course, is, is uh, putting the threshold very high. Now, the Mishnah says, Div Rabiosi. It repeats itself, saying these are the words of Rabiosi. If you recall, the previous Mishnah said, Am Rabiosi, dot, dot, dot. That was the last words of the previous Mishnah. So, why does it say it twice? It says it twice to tell you that this Mishnah is Rabbi Yossi, and he's going to continue on. The next Mishnah, Mishnah Gimel, will be Rabbi Yossi Shita again, saying that, I'll call them minor inconveniences, but they're really major, but, you know, they're only, according to Rabbi Yossi, minor, um, are not the kind of nadarm that a husband could cancel. Now, the reason it's important to say that is because if you have the rule for Klali Hara, for passing from the Mishnayas, is if you first have a Machlokas, as we did in our Mishnah, we had a machlokas between Rabbi Yossi and the Tanakama, whether you can differentiate between minor and major tsar. 
Um, and then the next Mishnah, after teaching Machlokas, teaches Stam, teaches just one of the two Shitas, and doesn't give an attribution. So then the Halacha is like the Stam. And our Mishnah here in the 11th parak, Mishnah Gimel, the next Mishnah, uh, will be going according to Rabbi but it won't give an attribution to his name. So the Din would be, under normal circumstances, that the Halacha is like the Stam, and it would go like that. Therefore, the Mishnah is telling you, no, it's only Rabbi and Rabbi Yehudin Nassim, when he arranged the Mishnah, tells you it's only Rabbi Yossi who's speaking now for the rest of this Mishnah, but the Lacha isn't following uh, him, and he, it's not a Stam Mishnah, it's really attributed more to Rabbi Yossi. Okay? At all events, the Halacha will not be like Rabbi Yossi, the Halacha will be like Tanakama, uh, the Cham who do not differentiate between Tsar Gadol and Tsar Katan, meaning any amount of self-affliction, whether it's... Um, for a long or short period of time, whether the scope is all the fruits in the world or just a small, you know, whatever, grapes or something, he is able to cancel it. And in fact, the contrary, um, the example our Mishnah gives where she took a neder that all the fruit in the world is forbidden, so like a korban, the halach would be he wouldn't even need to do hafarat and cancel that neder because since that's um, like an impossible neder to fulfill, a person can't live if he doesn't need anything fruit on the ground ever again. That neder, according to Cham and the Halacha, is not even binding in the first place. It's a, like a, a neder in vain, and therefore he doesn't need to cancel it, and it's not binding at all.